You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. To this month's edition of Anime Crash Course. Uh, today we have our old regular, we have Keith. Hello, how are you doing? Wonderful to have you, Keith. And we have a very, very special guest with us now. You've seen him from the Nerds Know radio show, the Wrestling Rewind, and from the dark. We have Dara from the network. Hey, Kev, thanks for having me on. I'm here. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> after all the promises of after just. After all the promises, like, after, <laughs> after completely bailing on, Sky- on Steinsgate, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's funny, right? In the same week that, like, uh, Bryn's show appears out of the ether, I'm also able to do the show. So it's like, there you go. The two biggest promises have been made. So <laughs> You did it. We've got, did a, it. We, we've got to find new empty promises to make. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's a great thing you're here because we are here to talk about a very exciting anime. It being now the month of October, we are going full-on spooky mode. And we are talking about... Uh, the horror cult classic anime Helsing Ultimate Uh, so to go into a bit of background about Helsing now before I actually begin I'm just going to throw this out there that this more than any other episode of Anime Crash Course I'm going to just put a big old content warning up top here because this show deals in just extreme gory violence and has multiple uh, instances of pretty graphic sexual assault so, like, if that if that does not fly for you, this series ain't it. Sorry to see you go, but just to give everyone a heads up at home there. Now, what is, I suppose for those of you that might not know, what is Helsing? So, Helsing is originally a manga published by uh, the author Kota Hirano in Young King Hours manga magazine back in 1997 and ran all the way up to 2008 and follows the Helsing organization in England, uh, along with their lead agent, who is the vampire the vampire king, Alucard, as they eradicate all forms of supernatural and fiendish threats along, you know, worldwide. Uh, so, from there, obviously, manga was a smash hit. Uh, the series was greenlit for a 13-episode anime adaptation in 2001 by Studio Gonzo, and was directed by Umanosuke Ida. This is not the adaptation we are actually going to be talking about today, though. <laughs> uh, the adaptation we will be talking about is the 2006 Redux edition Helsing Ultimate. So before we kind of dig into Ultimate, I want to ask you guys, have either of you actually watched the original? Yeah, that's how I started. That's what I found first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I found first. Because um, around this time, um, I... What was it? 2006 is when the remake came out. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So I actually had seen the first one before the the Redux came out. It was around the same time, and I, I'll be drawing lots of comparisons to this. I was like super into uh, a series called Trinity Blood, like really oh, yeah. into Trinity Blood. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh wow, okay, Helsing is pretty much just Trinity Blood, <laughs> but from a Protestant perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, literally, that's what it is. Oh, there. oh that's, that's so, what it is. No, that is so apt. Yeah. That's... 
It is. That's oh, what God. it is. Because uh, Trinity Blood is is okay. So for actually, for anyone who hasn't seen Trinity Blood, right? It's the exact same idea, but it's based in a post-apocalyptic world where the Vatican is like the head of everything, and they're a supernatural group uh, that basically nuns and priests who are vampires go out and take out different uh, supernatural beings and stuff like that. It's class. So but it's so the it's, main it's antagonist Helsing. is the Protestant is, is the Protestant religion. So you're they telling me fight Helsing like it, that's it's so you're telling me that it. Trinity Blood is Helsing from the point of view of the Iscariot. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it <laughs> okay. is, there's actually we'll... like a group that will. There's actually a group in the show that will fight, and they're like the 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 antagonist to the to the Vatican. And then when I finish the show, I'm like, oh cool, I watch Helsing. I'm like, oh my god, this is literally <laughs> just <laughs> backwards. Okay, so, we, we, I think we we'll, we might have a bit of a dive into that then a little later on when we're talking plot. Uh, but yeah. uh, Keith, have you have you ever Absolutely. watched the original? Uh, no, I, I think I saw one or two episodes, but I think it was actually ultimate after watching it. I think I just watched the first two episodes at my friend's house a couple of years ago, but. Obviously, there was such a gap between episodes coming out that I never followed up. So I don't think I saw any of the original, but I knew what it was for years. So I was like, oh, that's the silly vampire show. <laughs> uh, not, the, not, the, not the American one, the, the weird Japanese one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, actually, my, my argument with my friend was that I preferred a Vampire Hunter D over it, so I wouldn't watch the rest of Helsing. I oh, you are so incredibly like purist, aren't you? Year old. <laughs> to be fair, Vampire Hunter D is far superior. Um, that does need to be said, but still. I, I will put up my blind spot, and I have never watched a Vampire Hunter D anime. <laughs> I've seen bits of it. Oh, it see, looks incredible. Here. Never got it. I can thank my good... I can thank my guitar teacher for uh, for being like, hey, you got to check out Vampire Hunter D. I'm like, why? And he goes, here, just watch this. So in bet- between crazy jazz chords and random metal, there was Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, just uh, so with the original Helsing anime then, so that was produced across 2001, only around for about 13 episodes. By this point, like, obviously, as I said, the manga ran to 2008. So this only got, like, a fifth of the actual source material. So, like a lot of these sorts of adaptations, uh, it had to kind of make up an ending on the fly and just kind of run its series. And I, you know, having watched it, I quite enjoyed the ending, and I really enjoyed this series when I saw it much, much later on uh, after its release. Which, side note, uh, if you would actually like to watch the original Helsing anime, it is available for streaming on Funimation. But moving on, uh, fans then got... Fans of the manga then got a more faithful adaptation to the source material in the form of... It's, it's, it's difficult for me to say 2006's Helsing Ultimate because this is where I want to get into the absolutely bizarre production cycle of this anime. Because Helsing Ultimate is a 10-episode series, but each episode runs from the better part of 40 minutes to an hour, so near movie length and movie quality, frankly, in, in terms of uh, production. Uh, but this was produced and serialized over the course of the better part of about eight years, finalizing in 2014 with each of these episodes or two, or block of episodes being released mm. uh, yearly. And even to the point yep. of after 
certain cores of series of episodes, even switching studio hands and director and directorial hands. Uh, which so this is actually fascinating to find out that you kind of watched this from the beginning, Tara. I only watched this after the fact. What was that production cycle like as a viewer? Well, see, this is it. Like I. I, there used to be a series how I started like expanding out my my anime knowledge. There was like a thing like a weekly magazine, monthly magazine called Trin, um, Manga Force, where they just release manga, and that's how I really started kind of getting like stuff from the manga series uh, studio. That's when I started kind of like really getting into it and like having a look around. But around the same time, Borders closed down. Right, remember Borders? Do you guys remember Borders? Yep. I think that was before the, the me. Bookstore. <laughs> out in Blanche. All right, so there, yeah, out in Blanche, yeah. So there used ah, to just be heat. No way. All right, yeah. Well, in Blanche Town, there's this huge bookstore. Like, imagine, like the size of chapters in town, but bigger mm-hmm. again. I had DVDs. I had everything. It was class. But the closed down during uh, the first recession of our lifetime in 2008, and um, I went in and bought the entire history section the entire anime section and then I went in and bought all the anime DVDs I could buy so if you're ever wondering where all the DVDs come from in my room and downstairs in the library that's that's where thanks to borders <laughs> closing down I literally just bought like shelves and shelves because it wasn't like it was uh, expensive it was like we're talking 10% of what it normally by the end and I had mates that worked there as well health stuff so that's how I kind of a bunch of the the early run of the new Helsing, Helsing Ultimate. But it was annoying because you're like, wait, hold on. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> and again, the internet as well still wasn't really, like, you still had kind of dial-up and we, like, around that time, you were still just kind of going into broadband. So you still had to look around. But I just remember sitting there going, where's the rest of it? <laughs> and you realize, oh, wait, it keeps going because I had already seen the earlier one, which was, even though it was cut down, it was a full kind of well, season. Will be jail is a full story. Yeah, like the no the the first the two thousand one two thousand two and it was a full yeah. kind of like story. But when you watch the first, uh, at least that kind of had some some element of completion or whatever, you know. But, yeah, no, uh, it, the it way had an arc. The Redux was done. Yeah, it had an arc. But when the Redux was done, as you said, they were like movies. So the first DVD I got had the first two on it, and then nothing else. And that was it until I found the rest of them a couple Which, of years I, later. Jeez, I'd, yeah, say it was, even I'd say it was sickening. Confusing. I'd say it was sickening considering those first two just cover what's already been covered in the original. That was it. And that's why I kind of put it off for a while. So um, like, in preparation for this show, it was the first time I sat down and watched the entire thing, you know, as it was supposed to be done instead of just, as you said, bits and pieces um, for... Um, for Vampire Hunter D. But yeah, like, fair play to anyone who had the patience to stick through it. But for me, I'm like, if I catch it, I catch it. But I'm going to default back to the one that's already there. And then again, Trinity Blood was there. So that's what I'd always watch when I wanted to watch my, my church vampires. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, okay, so before, so I think, yeah, we'll, we'll probably start getting into the, the show now. But just suppose. For, for clarity's sake, just to give credit where credit is due. So Helsing Ultimate, the first four episodes were produced by Studio Satellite and uh, produced by Tomokazu Tokoro. 
Dead 5 through 7 were produced by Madhouse, who we've already covered uh, as doing One Punch Man, except this was way before One Punch Man. Uh, and that was produced... And that was uh, directed by Hiroyuki Tanaka. And then the final run of episodes 8 through 10 were produced by Studio Grafinica uh, and directed by Yasuhiro Matsumura. And I think what I found fascinating when I, when I realised that, you know, the production cycle just changed so many hands and even changed directors was how consistent the, uh, the style ended up being across the whole run. I, I never would have thought that it would have changed directors. Now, obviously, I found that it... Uh, Definitely the quality improved when it moved over to Madhouse and uh, Grafinica. But, you know, I would have just put that down to budgetary uh, expanding. The, the difference between different studios' approach, it, it, it's, it's almost unnoticeable. Like, I really couldn't tell who did what. It wasn't until after the fact when I was like, oh, each episode has a different, uh, has a different studio name at the end. I think, like as well, the the gap the gap in production as well is also kind of. It's not like super obvious, but it's it's more kind of noticeable when it swaps between studio because it's like right, the animation is a little bit different here. The way they edit's a little bit different. The runtime kind of jumps around as well. Like, you know, it's. I think at most the biggest one is maybe an hour, but the rest yeah. are more like. Actually, you know, the biggest entire is seventy minutes. That's the end. Um, yeah, but you kind of expect that from yeah, the end. Weirdly, like I think, like all oh, the major, all the just, changes you would have just kind of come to expect just from almost the production time. Honestly, I, I that's kind of what I would have chalked it up to. Like it's as far as like as far as a cohesive unit, I wouldn't have known it had uh, changed so many hands. Maybe that, like again, I I could really find this in my research, but it could have been there could have been a production committee keeping coherence through all these things, and then the studios were just kind of licensing uh, reasons. But that's conjecture uh, here or there. But, uh, well, say, you know, on a, well, on a project of this scale, they'd have probably have to have some kind of Bible, you know, of things that they can kind of do and things they can't do, which is relatively standard, I suppose. Oh, yeah, and I think from what I could find out, like, uh, Kota Hirano himself was involved, at least as far as a, uh, an advisory role in the production of it. Uh, but I think that's that's more than enough on the on the production of this series. Let's kind of let's get into it. So before I we start asking about plot details, I just want to ask you guys a big question: Did you guys watch this uh, subbed or dubbed? I always watch it dubbed. I always oh, yeah. watch yeah. anime dubbed. You're, you're a dub loyalist. Yep. Well, see, I'm usually doing about six things at once. So <laughs> if I have to read, I can't do one of those things. So it's that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. I uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's that's about the mood I had with this one as well. I I I watched the dub myself, and you know, I just kind of did it while I was researching various other bits. And and, and like, if I have the time to really dive into a show, I tend to watch it subbed. But you know, the dub the dub mm. most of the time can do in a pinch. I also watched the dub, um, and I just watched it because I'd heard in the past that it had like a historically great dub, and I I, I didn't find it like amazing, but. It, it it didn't tarnish the show at all. I like that. I I definitely think by two thousand and again like two thousand and six to two thousand and ten standards, it is a very good dub because dubs were very poor at that time. Like I think Funimation were only just getting their foot in the game as far as like an in dubbing studio, 
and other things were just garbage. <laughs> um, now I will say, yeah, like it, you know, it 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 depends, I suppose. Like, um, you know, it wasn't great. I think like the the more internet, the, the like it the the kind of the more internet we got. The better things became, it seems. Oh yeah, but no, like the, the court of public I was opinion. Used to, like, ter- I, yeah. yeah, like I was used to terrible dubs, so I'm like, look, it's fine. This is just what anime is. So yeah, I'll still watch it sub sometimes, but you know, I'm happy enough with. Like, I think it adds to the charm sometimes. There is like, a oh, yeah. you know, there is a bit of that. Uh, like I, it, like because we're kind of judging it now from a 2020 standard, where dubs have far exceeded what would have been the early 2000s standard uh, in terms of performance. Um, like, it is, it has its cracks and it has its faults, especially when the actors who are yeah. definitely American are pulling off their, a variety <laughs> of European uh, caricatures to mixed, to mixed to middling success here and there. But, like, the I think... Accents. Oh, the German accents. The German accents are <laughs> wonderful at how cartoonish yeah, they are. The it's great. the British accents that got me. Yeah. Uh, you know what? What I'd say is it's because, again, you know, they, they, like, with the voice actors, they probably had, like, a set time. It's not like now where, you know, I, there was an interview, uh, not an interview, um, a couple of years ago in, in DCC, there was an interview with the, or a panel with the guys who did all the stuff for um, Yu-Gi-Oh! And they were saying that they used to have to go in and do them all at once, you know, so it'd be blocked out and then they had to get it ready. Uh, now they can just do it in their house and send it over. So I think that's kind of the big thing as well, like the cost of this. So here, lads, we had two days, go in and do the best that you can. It, You know, and that's probably what, that's probably the way. So I'm willing to cut it a little bit of slack, but the German accent's hilarious. As I said, like, so I, I'm judging it from the standards. I have no idea how to do it. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Like, I, I think, again, there's considering how over the top this show gets, what I found grating at the start did kind of gather on its own charm as it went on when I just realized how absurd things got. Absolutely. Um. Now, I, in saying that, like I, 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 as as much as I will level critiques against its dubbing, uh, there are some truly standout performances, uh, particularly in Crispin Freeman's Alucard, who has that cool, calm, collected, for lack I truly hate to put it this way, but for lack of a better way of putting it, coolness factor. Um, yeah, and. Uh, and I, I actually, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, Victoria Harwood's performance as Sir Integra Fairbrook Wingate Helsing. She just brought a gravitas to that role that felt more sincere than anyone else in that cast. It's like the bit, so she's the best part of the whole Absolutely. show. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think it's, that, just her, it's just like, sorry, go on. I was going to say, now that, now that you know, I suppose now we're here, we'll kind of dive into characters, but absolutely, just, I, Integra is probably my favourite character in this. Because while all of this uh, over-the-top vampire versus magic what's a who's its uh, she is probably the most human character in this cast of, ca- in, in this cast of vampires. And she still will not give a fuck. She 
in one of my favorite scenes, crashes a car and faces down a whole horde of Nazis and declares herself that she will beat them and just pulls out a sword and fully believes that she will fight them. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, that's what you know, you need someone... Yeah, you need someone who has that kind of, you know, can ground you because when, like, even though, as you said, you know, Nazis are certain levels and vampires and magic and all that stuff, that's hard to tie onto, but just someone ballsy going for it, you know, come on. Yeah, like... That's what you want. Uh, like, Alucard... Like, okay, we'll, we'll talk about Alucard now, because he is the icon of the series. He is the ultimate vampire, yeah. the, the, the proto-powerful, just godlike creature. And he was enjoyable to watch... And they kind of they gave him a little bit of depth at the end, uh, kind of tying him into the Stoker uh, mythology. But he was very one note. Like as cool as he was, and watching him do anything was was fantastic. Uh, like there's not a lot to kind of grab to as far as a character is concerned. Uh, like when when you kind of boil it down to him, he he is just a tool at Integra's uh, at to Integra's will. <laughs> Yeah, he's a yeah, well, big red coat and a gun, and that's it. <laughs> and that that's it, yeah. But, like, to be fair, you know, I would say that comparison is, you know, probably most apt in Black Butler, where, um, you know, you have a lot of crossover, where it's like, we don't have, and it's all cool and grey. But when stuff needs to move along, you know, you just have to, you, you just kind of have to, to roll with that. And that's what I think they knew. They're like, look, we have all these characters. We have, um, so let's just kind of push forward. And as you said, you know, we have our human characters. We have our point of view characters. But with um, Alucard, like, he didn't really need to be anything more than that, you know? So no. he does have um, the best introduction in an anime as well. So it's just oh, brilliant. Yeah. I just, it's so good. As you said, you know, a black coat and a gun, but my God, that makes for a introduction. Um, yeah. Like, I think even, like, uh, Hirano in, like, probably realized he'd written himself just an absolutely overpowered character that could end, that could, like, cease any idea of tension and conflict uh, in any scene, that he just had to put him on a boat off the English Channel for about a third of the story. I'm like, no, nah, you'll, you'll fix this too fast. You stay over there for a little bit. We'll bring you back in when we want a climax. <laughs> Actually, you know who he is? He's uh, Captain Marvel in Endgame. I'm gonna yeah. disappear for I'm gonna disappear for a while. I'll show up at the end to help out. <laughs> and that's kind of why he is, you know. But that's the I, problem when you when you make these characters that are just too powerful. Um, as fun as they are, in the corner. as fun as they are, they you need a uh, you need to kind of balance them. Like you need to you like almost like I mentioned, you kind of need to use them as a tool and less of less of a character. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so it's kind of moving on to that then, you know, to kind of round out our core trio, we have who would be, I can, like, I think the show tried to consider our point of view character in uh, Alucard's uh, first ever uh, vampire apprentice in Ceres Victoria. And I gotta say, this is where my, like, this is where I level one of my big criticisms against this show. Because Ceres is just not a character. <laughs> yeah. 
God, she just someone had to suffer, and this is a like it's it's just they 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 she does nothing for the better part of about six episodes until she is just kind of forced to level up. And then she has a couple of cool side scenes, but as far as a character growth goes, she has nothing. And when I kind of actually stopped to think about that, I was like, oh, wow, this is a lot of screen time given to nothing. Which, and I, I, I don't want to harp on with a comparison too much, but it's really shocking to me when I went and actually watched a few episodes of the 2001 animation. Because, and I don't know if it just got lost, if, if Hirano's uh, manga had had written her this way or if the 2001 staff gave her more agency, but she's a lot more proactive in that series. And, and has, like, she, wor- she acts more as a police officer, but now is a vampire. And I thought that, that was awesome. And it's strange to me that they didn't carry any of that over. That really sucked. Um, mm. Like, as I said, you know, it was one of the more interesting things to do to kind of have that extra element that was just kind of, it was very hellboyish, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of cool to have something else to kind of hang on to, you know. But I think the reason why it was cool is because if you give her that agency, um, you know, solely where, you know, you have to kind of have her doing something, it takes away from your, your beauty shots and your more kind of like elaborate elaborate sequences that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise or could get convoluted. So I understand why they could it. It's just kind of a bummer that they did. Yeah, and I think it, I, I felt like it got compounded on by just how much the yeah. show relentlessly objectifies her to a, a really uncomfortable degree. Oh, yeah. Well, well that's that's what that that's the biggest change that I found was unnecessary. But you know, and it's I don't know why they did it. But it's again like it's you know, a trope of anime. Like even in Trinity Blood, there there's some sexy looking nuns, you know? Uh, and that's even though some of the biggest the main characters in it have all the agency and stuff, they're still hella objectified. So it's just like, well, it's anime. Is what it is, you know. Yeah, I like I I I've I'm I'm all for my 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 fan service. I've watched my fair share of high school DXD, but uh, like this, even the, <laughs> this this felt like too much to me. Oh, I'm not I'm not defending it by any yeah. stretch of imagination, but I'm not surprised by it. Like, here's the thing uh, with rating, and one thing I one thing I learned as a teenager, which was very weird thing when you're getting into anime. It's like if something is twelves. There's gonna be a lot of violence in it. If something's 15, there's gonna be a lot of sex and violence in it. If it's 18, it's like, well, there's gonna be one, at least one rape scene in it, and a, and you know, and the rest. And that's good, that's a good rule of thumb to go by with anime. If it's 18, you're just watching Berserk. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, no, Legend of the Demon Womb and Legend of the Demon Seed. That was what that's what <laughs> gave me my rating. Uh, uh, my rating list, I'm like, oh my god. What well, for am I me, it was absolutely Ninja Scroll. Like, oh, yeah. And Ninja Scrolls. <laughs> where, ah. where the superpower is based solely on rating. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I, <laughs> That's, that was uncomfortable. I still have my copy of it on DVD without the cover because I didn't want my parents to find it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know what's funny, right? I got my copy of Ninja. Started to go off on a tangent there. Uh, <laughs> That's Kev. fine. But um, I got my copy tr- 
true manga force. <laughs> so it's a much more like it's a much more like sanitized cover, but then you bang it on and it's all there and you're like, well, there you go. <laughs> it's just, no warning, no nothing. And it happens like just, five times. Here you go. It does, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Different Ninja times, scroll, I where, Ninja Scroll, <laughs> where even 15-year-olds who watch that were thinking to themselves, man, I'm too young to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's when you're just sitting there going, I really shouldn't be watching this. Like, it's just there's no way. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um... Well, so that's so like as we kind of gone on to the uh, as gone through the Helsing cast, I suppose we'll we'll touch on what did we well we, we touched on the accents, but how did we all feel about the Nazis, I suppose? Because that that was the thing that caught me off guard when I first watched the original series and then watched Ultimate. Everything needs Nazis as bad guys. This is a thing that we've lost, right? Everybody's like, oh, the Nazis are so bad and they're so evil. It's like, no, Nazis are hilarious and you want to see them being killed. You've lost this. F- uh, fucking Wolfenstein understood this. Anime until like 10 years understood this. Give me more Nazi bad guys who can be killed in fun ways God. because they're hilarious. And it's so, so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I think we'll, we'll broach this off the top. I have no relation from these guys to the white supremacy movement, these guys are Saturday morning cartoon villains with a Nazi flag on them. Of course they are! That's why it's <laughs> hilarious. They're stormtroopers. Like, wonderful. They're stormtroopers. Yeah, but that's, you know, this is, this is the problem with the whole, you know, politicization of it. It's like, stop, listen, I come from a time where Nazi, Nazi communist was a, was a joke on The Simpsons and they're a, a, a a, a, a comedy, you know, where they were just a bad, a bad supervillain kind of thing, and that's what they were, and it's great. Like uh, these guys had a, um, it's a, it's not in Trinity Blood, which sucks. It would have been improved by it, <laughs> um, but like there's some, you know, like I love playing Wolfenstein, the new ones, and that's fun too. Because anytime you get to see um, these cartoonish, ridiculous things made fun of, and then also killed in satisfying ways, it's a good thing, you know, and it's, it's something that we've lost sight of. We need more of this. Oh yeah, and with how like with how colorful and cartoonish the villains that were set up in this were, it was enjoyable to watch them just get stomped on. Like we have absolutely. Let's oh, like absolutely. let's 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 run through our roster here. We have the uh, the mad scientist who is wearing a pair of glasses with like eight lenses for no reason. We have. A cat boy who to show exi- how evil he was. Show oh, he how was evil so evil. He was. Uh, we have a cat boy <laughs> who point. exists everywhere and nowhere. Literally, as a just a personification of Schrodinger's cat. Uh, we have a, a, a man that seems pulled straight out of Twilight before Twilight existed. Uh, in oh Jesus, what's his name? Colonel something. I did. Lost on me, but the guy that doesn't say anything and just becomes a wolf man out of nowhere. <laughs> um, Zorin Blitz, who is ridiculous in simply just the fact that she is an illusionist <laughs> in a vampire series. I that just there's something about that, just like you are a top general and you are just a, 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 a an illusionist of trickery and you're a scythe. <laughs> what if you have a scythe? Well, here's the thing, but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though, Kev. Right? Like the 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 Nazis in in this 
like in popular culture up until a couple of years ago, they all pulled on like what the what the the SS would have done uh, with the you know with their occult division. Oh yeah, we thought they were like knights from the Middle Ages and all that mad shit. So it's just like and the bell and all that kind of stuff, you know, where it's just like. Yeah, look, all that stuff is crazy. Let's just let's look into it, you know, and all that stuff from the twenties, and that's kind of what the the Japanese um, creators of these series really got obsessed with. So, like, yeah, look, this is bad. We can really do stuff with this, and it's uh, it's all, well, not even Japanese. Like, same with Wolfenstein. Like, that's what it's based on, right? The whole oh, that's uh, like this whole, is what Phil K. Dick, what Phil K. So, Dick did with Man of the High Castle. Oh just... yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Man in the High Castle. Yeah, and I, I think there is there's a lot of. Um, a lot of juice to get from that as well because you can create these absolutely larger than life crazy super villains who have a clear motivation but it's also really satisfying because you're like well you're a Nazi so I guess that's you know let's just killed, watch you, you know? let's just watch you get thrown let's just watch you get your face ground against a wall like sandpaper for a minute God bless absolutely team. absolutely but then there's you know it's 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 literally the appeal of uh, Wolfenstein, <laughs> you know. That's and yeah. that's still going, and it's sad that there's nothing. There's nothing similar to this. Like again, as I said, um, watching watching Helsing, um, it was my first kind of exposure to to this, you know, because obviously I was just like, oh, why are Nazis here? Oh, okay, and then, and then you're like, oh, this is what they're doing, and it's kind of. Yeah, I think it is just, it's very of its time as well, because, like, unless you were alive around this time, you didn't really kind of get through that. Something kind of happened where it was lost and people start taking them seriously again. And you're like, nah, you're okay. This is, you know, but, eh. At least we have this in a little time capsule where stuff was fun. Oh, this this feels like a, like a remnant from that, eh? Uh... Like just kind of the last gasps of the the, the kind of the late or late late eighties early nineties movement, where just you know the 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 Akira bubble, where you just kind of get away with like it was just all of these insane creatives trying just pull the craziest stuff they could before um, tropes really started getting a hold of the genre. And uh, you know uh, norms, yeah, there was no norms started forming. Yeah, no, no limits. Yeah. There was no like the no otaku, limits like, to creativity, which is always the best way. The the otaku market had really just kind of only started thriving, so tropes and sellable uh, niches hadn't hadn't quite busted through. So it was all pure creativity. But also, again, I would say this has got to do with the internet as well. Like when this stuff starts spreading. It was kind of harder to be like, oh, we haven't seen this before. It kind of, as you said, the tropes kind of took off and it went off in some way. And, you know, it's just, it was what it was. But um, I don't know. I, I still, I think it's a very clever way to write bad guys, you know, because there's so much you can do. There's no, there is no limit. Like, you know, like I know if I was writing a vampire series, you'd have to. Like, it's it's what they did. Like, again, you know. I hate to keep jumping around so much, but look at look at look at um, the closest comparison I can say for anyone who hasn't seen Helsing, but is familiar with like Western archetypes. Hellboy, Hellboy literally does the same thing, where it pull, it, but instead of pulling from a Japanese standpoint, it pulls from a more English standpoint. And still, who are your main bad guys in that? Literally, Nazis, occult Nazis. 
Yeah, it's actually, you know what? You it's, know, it's, it's, it's a far more it's accurate uh, comparison than you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Jesus, there you are. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Hell sing. Hell boy. Hell boy. <laughs> My God, you cracked the code. <laughs> they got a big gun and they're something red. Except for Hellboy's It skin. was there in front of us the whole. It was, it was there in front of us the whole time. Oh God! And I, 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 I think that the uh, the 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 cast of primary antagonists, we'll say, in the Nazis was was definitely rounded out by, of course, the major, who is like okay yes. nazi aside is a particular sort of bad guy you don't see a lot of nowadays and that upsets me in a bad guy that just reaches for chaos the pure anarchist this this is a man who mm. in his essence won he achieved chaos and destruction yeah. he like killing him like beating him at this point doesn't matter because even you killing him achieves what he thinks is right. <laughs> and there was just, and again, I, I know we harped on about the, uh, the German, sorry, Dara, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go in a sec. I know sorry. we harped on about the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the German accents, but there was something special about just how intense it, I, I don't have his name in front of me, but how his actor went. And it just, it was... For short of a better word, compelling in a, in in an oddly macabre way. <laughs> well, they're the best villains. That's why, because you actually believe you actually believe that they're real characters. You know, like that. As you said, that's the problem with Hel- with um with Alucard because he's so one dimensional. He doesn't really have a character. Is he? These people, um, you know, like these people who embody. A drive, an incentive, a motive, they're way more compelling. And the Major's like, wow, this man believes what he's doing. He really enjoys And he's just really, really compelling to watch because you're like, is he going to do it? There's, is he going to get beaten? Oh, wait, so much energy. Win? And they're really, and they're really co- interesting questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Keith, do you have anything to, do you have anything to, do you have anything to add, actually? Not really. Like Dar's jaw just completely blown my mind with his comparison there. I'm just like, <laughs> you're just yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. You're guys. stewing in the Helsing the Hellboy yeah. comparison. Um, for the most part, um, did all I can really talk about did the show. Well, for one, I loved seeing Schrodinger getting her head blown up multiple times. That was the oh best. yeah. But but uh, yeah, they 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 did this show like. Plot-wise, I'm just like, just I don't really know what happened. It was just lots of cool stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I I think I think plot kind Absolutely. of comes secondary. Like that was the main time, thing. Yeah. I I, I I I don't really know where to talk about my like nitpicks and stuff. As you were saying, the villains are super carny, uh, are cartoony and super fun, um, and they, they, there's just a huge charm to a show that's like. Our, character, our main character doesn't have a character. That's fine. He's just going to shoot a load of Nazis and you can laugh. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, when I sat down to watch this, I was—I really didn't know what I'd expect. What, maybe, what, four or five years out from, you know, even touching it. 
buy it a great time. You know, I was just like, yeah, this is super fun. It's nice to have on in the background. You can stop it for a bit and watch the, the lovely, beautiful set pieces. And like, I, you know, there's nothing there that's offensive. Well, there is a lot of stuff that's offensive, but you know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? In the sense of like, there's nothing where you're sitting there going, oh, this is terrible or this insults my intelligence. Because you check all that stuff out the door and you're like, I'm going to see this vampire shoot people and everyone has a good time. And, and yeah. here's the thing that I, I, about a week ago, I, I sat down with Kean and tried, like, and just talk, chatted with him about it. And this is, this is the kind of the wall I came up against when I was trying to write my notes for it. This is the, watching this uh, for the replay for the, for the show was the second time watching it. Where the first time I watched it, thoroughly enjoyed mm. it. And now have it, now thinking I have to watch it through a critical eye to make notes of it to talk about it. You absolutely should not think of this show through a critical eye. This, no, this, is, this is not how no, you watch it. Def- no, absolutely not. That, that's the thing. Like Everything is open to critical theory. Not everything is open up to dissection. It's just stupid and dumb, but in a fun way. And, and, and that's okay. the thing about anime. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know... Weebs need to calm down, lads. You know, it's fine. No. You know, it's it's grand. It's like watching a Marvel movie. Some aren't good. Some are okay. But most are just to sit there to eat popcorn to. Yeah. That's it. Like this. Get high and watch Helsing. If you want to. Yeah. Not something personally I do, but hey, I suppose that would be a really good way to watch a Keith did it help. Uh, the, the, there you the go. Show itself, though, <laughs> I don't think need that. I think it's a pure Saturday morning fun. That oh, for sure. Saturday morning. It's actually maybe it should be. Yeah, it's it's, it's like fun. fun. I don't know. Like the, the you know like anime in general that kind of skirts that line is quite graphic. Like even watching Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid, which we totally should do a show on, a show on. Um, you know, it was like. Okay, this this might be crossed in a couple of lines when you really think about it. As you said, Kev, you know, thinking about it from a critical standpoint. But it's a lot of fun. This has no redeeming critical aspects to it. It is just really fun and really violent. Yeah. You know, and that's it. And and you know, those two those two, those two things don't negate each other. They actually because I think if you had to, my question is if they had to take alright so just say they were going to take some of the violence down and kind of add in those layers where would you add them like Kev what, what would you what would you add to the to the show no god nothing like I would not give up any second of blo- <laughs> any drop of blood in this yeah. show for more plot development Jesus god no. no That because that takes away the point of this show this show is just here, like it is here to be enjoyed, <laughs> and like as and as I said, yeah. as many critical uh, as many critiques though level against it. Given that you know, depending on per- the personality, the person I'm recommending it to, I would recommend this to most anyone looking for everyone, like a lot of kind of hardcore, like a lot of kind of hardcore uh, action horror. Uh, like yeah. it's it, oh, is, sure. it is absolutely again. Like I've got major criticisms to get to. Sure, that's personal bias. But like in terms of literary critique, I can I can name a dozen. I'm still not I'm still gonna watch it again. <laughs> I what I would say is right. Um, if people are looking for a more satisfying, well, look if people are looking for a more satisfying series with something to say, 
um, that's similar to a Trinity Blood. Trinity Blood's a much better series and much more enjoyable. And it has sp- Future Vatican, which makes it brilliant. Uh, did, so, you know, Derek, like, did you just agree to be on on. this episode so you could push <laughs> Trinity Blade on everyone? <laughs> Look, that might be an element of it, but you know, most people don't know what Trinity Blood is, and that makes me really sad. And I think Helton gets the gets the view, gets the the better. Um, Get, get gets those fans. So yeah, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not on the show purely to push Trinity Blood, but that's a factor for yeah. sure. I mean, okay, if I'm going <laughs> to put really my, if I'm going to put my, if you want to watch Helsing, you could also watch Castlevania. That's kind of, I think in, in the year in there, oh, that's also Castlevania is so much better. Yeah, as a, I think as, that's, as, as in, a show. In terms of that, that that's the thing, you know. If you want good, gory vampire content with actual story, go to Castlevania. But that does not discount Helsing. <laughs> but it doesn't have the... It doesn't have yeah, the Nazis. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, it doesn't have the charm. You know, Castlevania is very, um, very mass-produced. It's very, very safe. You know? Um, I think with Helsing, it's it's very, it's uh, okay. Forgive the term. It's edgy. It has a it has a roughness to it. It's like when you're listening to a to a band's demo or to like this weird, you know, this, this weird black metal record. You're like, ooh, look, this is weird. They don't really to do but damn, they have spunk. You know? <laughs> oh, no, you've, <laughs> you've hit you've hit the nail on the head. Helsing is absolutely edgy. Helsing is yeah. your 14 year old cousin who just discovered Gorgoros and thinks they are yes, the coolest literally. thing on the planet. And there is absolutely. a charm to that. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, Castlevania, while it has a much better story to it, it doesn't have that charm. It's really good. And I'd recommend it. If, you're fa- if you're a fan of Helsing or if you're a fan of Castlevania, you really enjoy both. There's a lot of crossover to be had, but it doesn't have that. Doesn't have that charm, you know. It's missing. It's missing the zaz, which is important. Mm. If uh, it, well, so does anybody have? Do either of you guys have any uh, any final thoughts on it? No, I, I, yeah. Watch it. I, 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 I was just, 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 just about to say it. All three of us seem to have really enjoyed it, but also seem to have a different show. I recommend the Vampire Hunter D movies. Uh, is clearly gone in fraternity blade. And Kev, you're, you're mad for the, res, uh, the Castlevania, so that's four shows you can go watch and have fun. That's it. Oh, if, sure. If, Absolutely. Like, like if, if you are into your vampire that... media, you've come away from this podcast with a plethora. Exactly. And and from different time periods too, because they're all yeah. very different. Mm. They're they're all very different shows. Like um, Blood the Last Vampire, like for example, Blood the Last Vampire is completely different to all these because that's a modern day vampire story. These are more kind of hyper high fantasy, uh, more like uh, more bourgeois um, lording shows. You know where they're like oh, very police classic. force and royal, yeah, yeah, like police force and royalty and churches and all that shit compared to like some girl with a katana walking around Japan, you know? So, yeah, I think if you're into the gothic, that's it. If you're into a gothic um, a gothic vampire story that's hyper-violent, man, you, 
this is like you gotta watch it. I would also say I would say the original one, um, the actual one from the thousand thousand and one thousand two, because they're because of what was a uh, because of what was actually omitted. I think it's their cool little compendium. Like if you want an introduction, I would say the best thing to do is kind of watch. It. It's like the, the reverse of what you do with a uh, Full Metal Alchemist. You just never watch anything but Brotherhood. Um, Okay, yeah, I, I, I was going to save this to the end because I, I, I wanted to save this to the end because I didn't want to bog down the whole podcast with it. I love the original. Right. Even, like, regardless of story, as a piece of directorial animation, I think it is stunning. The way it... Where also oh, it is yeah, a lot of, like, sure. 3D animation, the deep... Uh, the deep saturations of red and blue in, in original Helsing are gorgeous and it jazz infused soundtrack has so much character that i think actually i i think where there there's a tonal mishmash in in ultimate kind of flipping between like kind of new wave music and a lot of orchestral stuff but never quite hit a hit a balance that cool sweet jazz of of the original is amazing well, see, that's because it's a much more focused um, story. Like, they probably knew from the get-go, hey, we have this very limited remit. Let's just go and try to make something that's cohesive. Um, and you can tell that, that like, what they chose to pick and what they chose to emphasize was part of a bigger whole compared to, like, uh, Ultimate, which, you know, as we talked about, six years is a long time. You know, eight years is an even longer time. So, you know, you're going to just change tastes or whatever, and it's not going to have that cohesive feel because it's different teams, different people. And, you know, that's just obviously going to lose stuff. But, yeah, like, listen, if you're – if if I say a lot of people who watch Ultimate are like, okay, well, what do I watch now? Well, you know, go back and watch the original. You know, compare it and see what you like. And then from there, go over and watch the other stuff because it's it's all it's all on – uh, a lot of us on Netflix, a lot of us on other streaming services. It's not hard to find. And then, of course, for educational purposes, theoretically, you could, um, you know, sail the high seas and find the rest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I couldn't do. Which I couldn't do. I, I, I actually bought all the DVDs. So, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think, in, in my it. opinion, I think if, 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 if our conversations have struck interest in you, I would recommend watching the original Hellsling first and then jumping into Ultimus. Because both are both are very enjoyable. Mm. Now, original is only about thirteen episodes. It's really it's very short and it's very uh, very digestible. And then ultimate, as it ten episodes but ten long episodes. It's not that long when you actually kind of when you dig into it. Uh, so, where mm. in the in the year of our Lord twenty twenty is Helsing now? So, after uh, while actually while he was producing. Uh, the Helsing manga, he went off, Kota Hirano, the author, went off and created a couple of uh, spin-offs mangas, uh, namely the uh, Helsing Crossfire and Helsing the Dawn. So Crossfire follows uh, Heinkel Wolf and Yumi Takagi, who are two members of the, Sc- the Iscariot under Alexander Anderson, kind of facing their own challenges. And we did not talk about these guys at all, that's an incentive to you watch the ch- to watch the show because this was an entire third party in the show we mentioned under the stars who are the Catholic Church as an opposing force. So if that's ah, yes. this is a uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's, it's very it's fun. really good. Uh, now, and in my and in, and in my head canon, uh, it's it's <laughs> the other side of Trinity, but so. <laughs> uh, 
Now, uh, Crossfire, it only ran for three chapters before being discontinued. Mm. So, you know, it's there if you want to kind of dip in if you really like Helsing. Uh, otherwise, then there is The Dawn, which is a prequel series uh, taking place where Alucard, who's a young lady, because he just kind of can be, uh, during World War II with the Helsing family butler, Walter Dornays, as they are hunting Nazis in World War II and end up going against the Nazi Millennium Organization. Uh, so the series... Do you see how cool that is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds There are once more Nazis. Wanna... Of course uh, there are more Nazis. You know, just, I'm sorry. That's, like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, get creative, people. Come on. Now, this one ran uh, for six chapters back in 2009, then went on hiatus uh, while Hirano focused on uh, working with the series. And while he said there was plans to pick it back up after the release of the finale of Ultimate, that hasn't happened. And Code Hirano has then went on to uh, produce a, a whole other, a whole new series, a manga series called Drifters, which is also completely bonkers. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of this thing, it is a it is a a battle royale featuring a variety of historical war figures like Joan oh of Arc God. and God and yeah, there's Nazis, of course there are. <laughs> is uh, this like a spin-off to Bill and Ted? Imagine, jeez, man, that could be <laughs> that could be wild. Uh, so I cool. suppose well, that's I think that's about us now. So it I, I open the floor. Uh, Keith, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, if if you are a, an edgy 16-year-old, you know, um, <laughs> wants to see a, a vampire shoot other vampires and have nothing really bad happen to him, I highly recommend the show. I just recommend the show to everyone. I think it's fun. It's my first time watching it, and I'm definitely going to watch the original now. Um, I'll probably watch uh. this again, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, just watch it. It's good. There's no... You won't have to think, but you'll have lots of fun. And uh, Dara, anything you would like to, to wrap us up with? Um, yeah, I kind of echo that. I'm just, kinda, you know, if you're if you're only getting into this genre and you're listening to this show and you know you're using that as kind of like a, this is kind of a series that would be in the where to start. Uh, very much so. It's it's up there with uh, Akira and stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, I have to watch these these, these ones. Um, and it's not a bad place to kind of, you know, if someone was to show me this as my first anime, um, I would be okay with it. I think it made me want to watch more because it kind of has everything you really want um, and it deserves its reputation. So if you haven't seen it, absolutely check it out and there's a lot of good recommendations there as well to kind of work through um but definitely it's a uh, it, its reputation is well deserved awesome yeah uh, so as we mentioned earlier uh helsing ultimate is currently available for streaming on netflix and on funimation site and also on funimation is the original helsing if you want to get the whole saga in in on it together uh well this was this was fantastic guys uh thanks for being on uh well, I suppose, I, I, while I ask for things to plug, the two of you together have at least one big plug. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Sarah and I are in a band called Horrenda together, the black metal band. If 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 you like edgy things like uh, like Hell Thing, you, you'll probably like it. Um, <laughs> they they just released a new album, and we've a uh, our first music video coming out with Cosmo Palace, and uh, yeah, it's actually exciting stuff. It's happening. Come yeah. for sure. And and you know, if you want to really help us out, go over to our band camp and yeah. buy stuff. There, there'll be um, new stuff appearing very soon, actually. Yeah, probably ne- beginning of next month. Yeah, so. that's going to be fun. Keep an eye peeled. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm stoked. So, you, yeah, I, I think like, what you guys are doing... Bad. Sorry, I, I, I think what you guys are doing is fucking incredible. Um, obviously, sure, you can, obviously, you know, you can see more of Dara across the network, as I mentioned at the top of the show. You know, Nerd to No Basis, Wrestling Rewind, From the Dark... He's all over the place. He's always cropping up. Um, yeah, for my sins. <laughs> uh, you can you can also see more of me on the network. I crop up from time to time on on various different shows. Uh, but you can also follow me on Twitter at calvtalica94. Uh, this has been Anime Crash Course, and we will see you guys all uh, next month. Thanks very much for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.